should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as I learn. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. Amen. Angela, can you give me the water, please? This morning, I, I came back from Africa, and I was wondering... God, my heart was all over there. I needed to be there to help. But I need something. And the Lord gave me this. Before the lamb goes out in the house of God. Before the lamb goes out in the house of God. Every time... It seems like the lamb in the natural world, you wonder what that is. And God set it up in the old covenant. And there was a time that the, the, the lamb has to go out. And then, uh, it, it is, why? When the lamb begins to go out, it, it that stirs God up in my mind for something new to come. If the people of God will cooperate with him, that light is gone, something new is coming. And something better. Something that will take you to a different place. I got that scripture for, for that scripture from 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 3. And before the lamp of God went out in the tabernacle, where is the tabernacle of God today? Where is the house of God today? That's you. You are the temple of the living God. You are the tabernacle of God. He says, before the lamp of God went out in the tabernacle of the Lord, so is God's tabernacle, but the lamp is going to go out. Where the ark of God is. In other words, the presence of God is right there. And while Samuel was lying down. Are you lying down? You know, this scripture was given to us because God was about to change course. Eli and his sons were serving God, but their heart was no long their heart was, was no longer in it. They were only doing things for their own pleasure. They kicked at God's offering, they made themselves fat. All they were concerned it was about them. They cared nothing about the service of God. They cared nothing about the people of God and how they worshiped God. All they were concerned about was themselves. But Samuel was there and God was about to do a new thing. And God starts the scripture before the lamp goes out. The lamp of the house of Eli was about to be put out. And God was about to start something new with Samuel who was laying down. But God will raise him up. And do a new thing in the house of God. You see, light 
represents life. And we're not talking about just life of man, natural life. We're talking about the life of God. You know, in John chapter 1 verse 9, he says, Jesus was the true light. That like every man that comes into the world. Jesus was the true light that lights every man that comes into the world. Some translation rendered it this way, that Jesus was the true light who's coming into the world, gives everybody an opportunity to be lit. So he is going to enlighten your life and make life beautiful for you because it came that you shall have life and have it more abundantly. So he came to light everybody, to put, bring, make you a light. When he lights you, now you have life to give. He is the life giver. He gives you life. We're not talking about this type of light. The light, the Bible says, and the light was the life of men. So he gives you life when you allow him into your life. And you have the opportunity to bear that light life and carry it and light other lives and not be put out. In the Old Testament, we start again. But in the New Testament, no. He continues. And you are that light. The Bible says if our gospel is hid, it's only hid to those who don't believe, whose mind Satan is blinded, that they will not receive the light that comes through the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. So the gospel brings light, and the light is life. And that life is not normal life, it's the life of God. It's the life of God. Jesus made it very clear. Your life as a Christian should not be hid. No one gives light and allows the light and put the lights on that bushel, he says. But it's put on the lampstand so that it will give light to the rest of the world. If you are a Christian, you are a life giver in the name of Jesus. Jesus gave you life and now he's telling you, take that life to other lives and give them life. Through his word and through his name. You have that responsibility. And if you abdicate from that responsibility, what God would do, let your life go out and find somebody else. Samuel. He's always been that way. God will always raise up a new light for his people. If you don't stand and you let the light go, God will raise up. Read in, in the book of, the, of Judges. When the light's about to go out, God raises Gideon. And the light's about to go up, go out, go, and things are going bad, they've turned away from God, he raises Samson. The light's about to go out, he raises Jephthah. That's the way God is. But you have to make up your mind. I will not let the light that God has given to me grow dim. 
Because when you let it go dim, all people do is about themselves. They have forgotten the kingdom of God. They are more concerned. If you listen to Christians talk, it's about success. It's about my family. Nothing wrong with those things. But that should not be primary. The kingdom of God must always be first. We've missed it. It's about success. My children, my family, my children doing well. My generation after me. How prosperous. How many cars we got. That's okay. But that's not what's important. There are lives out there. They are in darkness. And you are allowing your light to almost go out. You still go to church. You're still doing everything. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. But you know the fire is no longer there. You used to pray. You used to give. You, it was fun to go to church. But on Wednesday night, you're too tired these days. Nobody goes to church on Wednesday night. Who is your Sunday school teacher? <laughs> We have great people. I thank God for His grace. I never miss church. Not because I'm a pastor. I'm there. I want to be in the presence of the Word. I need oil in my lamp. I need that. Jesus spoke to us in Revelation. He says, I know your works. Hey, he knows what you've been doing concerning his kingdom. You can't fool him. He knows. How important is God's kingdom to you? It's all about you and your family. That's what's wrong. That's why the gospel is declining today. Because Christians are no longer focused. It's about church. Pastor, if you don't do what I like, I'll go to the next church. Go. Go. You don't understand. This is about life and death. This is more serious than your family. This is about eternity. And many are going in. And I'm sitting in church. I had, it was a fun church service today. That's not that important. I said it's important, but not. What about them? I came to seek and to save. Now he is seeking and saving through me. I've got this light. You have the light. He gave you light, life. You can share that. I know your works, he said to them. Your patience, your labor, that you cannot bear those who are evil. <laughs> How many of us don't like whatever? Everything that they are saying there, you don't like it. That's okay. It's good not to like it. He commends you. And where, where the United States is going today, we don't like what the government is doing. We don't like them sanctioning. Oh, you, a man can marry another man. Why, why, why did God not create uh, Adam and Tom? 
we don't like those things. That's okay. But we can't stop there. It's not just what you like and don't like. God commends you for what you don't like. That's evil in the world. But he expects more. Let's go further. And you tested those who say they are apostles. That was, that's what I'm doing in Africa. <laughs> there are funny apostles in Africa these days. Oh, they are very funny. One of them, I don't know what I can say that yet. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. And they are in church. They are pastors. They have Mercedes Benz. And I said to them, uh, listen, you better enjoy yourself now because that's the best you're going to get in this whole life. I mean, that's the best. Do your best. Gather everything you can gather. And if you want, you can bury yourself in your Rolls Royce. But that's the best you will ever have. Because it's not going to be fun for you when it's over. I will, if that's what you want, I will smile with you. You'll find out later. Hopefully you listen and turn around. I know your works and your perseverance, your patience, your labor for my name, for my name's sake. And I've not become weary. How many believers today can say that? That they are laboring for the master and they're not weary. Nevertheless, he says, I have this against you. Do you want God to have something against you? I don't want it. That you have left your first love. He says, you better repent and turn away from that. If you don't, I'll take away your lampstand. Lampstand. Lampstand because you're light, but now you have nowhere to shine. That's what he says. You used to wake up early or maybe late and you prayed. You read your Bible. You found new things. And you go, wow, I just found this new thing in scriptures. I didn't know it was there. And you, you can't stop talking about what God has shown to you. How long? It's been the last three months. You haven't found anything. Some can't even remember what pastor preached on, on Sunday morning by Sunday night. This is what's happening. It's not funny, really. Think about how heaven looks at it. We really need to wake up and not let things go away from us. You know what Jesus said? Follow me and I will what? I will make you fishers of men. Really? Is that for everybody, Pastor? Is he talking to me? How many following Jesus today? How long is it going to take him to make you a fisher of man? Right. How long? How long? You don't consider this. And that's what is frightening in the church today. Please bear with me. I'm not rebuking you. Hopefully I can make you see. Because you can partner with God. Great partnership. Between you and God. 
and your family and God a thousand generations, God said. But it's really up to you. When I was in Africa, the man who led me to Christ, 1975, young man, he was there. He came for the conference. He knew I was coming and he wanted to be there. He was not one of the speakers. He was sitting down listening. We honored him and I, I honored him. I thanked him for bringing me to Jesus. His son was his son in the Lord. And one pastor Benjamin said, he asked him as I was speaking, he said, he told me, I asked him, how do you feel that God used you to bring him? Not that I mean anything. But I know who brought me to Christ. There is that connection. Angela came back and said, he's not doing very well. We need to do something to help him. Can you send him some money? Oh, I have to. That's my father. I know him well. He's not from my tribe. No connection at all. But he brought me to Christ and taught me we are connected forever. And when he heard that I was coming, he came. Do you have somebody in your life that you can point to? I helped. Or the other way. They can point to you. You brought me light. Do you have that? Or is just going to church? If it never crosses your mind, you haven't got it. You don't understand what Christianity is all about. It's about the, I'm in this church and that big church and that small church. Who cares? I want to serve Jesus. I want to follow his bidding. And nothing is going to stand in the way. Men left father, mother, brothers. They left everything and followed. Peter was willing to give his life. When Jesus said to Peter, this is the way you're going to die. You're going to be hung on the cross upside down. Peter understood it. He didn't think. He turned around and said, that's okay, master. What about this other guy, my friend? How is he going to make it? We don't talk about that anymore. It's all how God's going to bless my family, how I'm going to be successful, how much money I have in the bank, and all of that. We have forgotten somebody God gave his life. And every time you talk about this, people don't want to hear. They move from one place to another place. The blind will lead the blind. Both of them will fall in a dish. The blind didn't know they were blind. And those following didn't know they were blind either. We got to go back to the roots. If the foundation is broken, what can the righteous do? People are so easily offended. Any little thing offends them. And they are changing church. Well, go. Do you really want to serve God or you want to play games? Is God real or this is just a joke? For me, no. I've dealt with demons, seeing things that I cannot explain. And see, God delivered people and they are completely new individuals. So I know God is. And this is no game. If you want to play your game, you can play the game. How is it your life today? What about the mission? 
follow me and I will make you. That thing drove me early days of my Christian life. That thing was always there in my mind. I need a disciple to show to Jesus. So I spoke to anyone so I can have at least a few people that are brought to Christ. I'm invited in Georgia. My pastor was here, told us about it. I brought people to church. It wasn't about the pastor. I could care less about Well, I cared about what was going on in church. But my job was to bring them in. And I'm praying, God, put the word in pastor's mouth. By the grace of God, you can never determine how successful. But it's a joy to visit Athens, Georgia, and know that a guy that I ministered to, he is now a pastor. That's a greater joy. We need to wake up, people. Those around you are dying. You can give them light. Don't allow your light, your lamp to go out. Don't allow your light and your life to dishonor the service of God. The mission was given to every one of us. Please don't forget it. Jesus, you know, in, 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 in some society, and I believe the Jewish society, when there's something really important to you that you want to say, you keep it till the very end. Jacob did the same thing, right? Gathered his sons and spoke to them before he departed. And Jesus waited till the very end after he rose from the dead. To deliver to his people what was truly important to him. And he said, go into the world. Those were his last words. As a human being on the earth. That means what he was saying was important to him. He's not about the ark fellowship. He's about the kingdom of God. Amen. He's about God's kingdom. God, he spoke to them about that and he was still speaking when the clouds came and took him away. Those were the last words they heard. And the disciples, they took it. They were serious with this matter. Where is the church today? How serious are we about the Great Commission? Everybody wants to go to heaven. The disciples knew they would go to heaven, but they also knew they had something to do first. I am not ashamed of the gospel of the Lord Jesus. You know, if you obey God, signs follow. In Mark chapter 16, it says, so then, verse 19, so then, after the Lord had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven. And sat down at the right hand of God. Guess what? And they what? They went. After the Lord spoke to them, he was received up into heaven. And we think, we're thinking that day they all went. No, they went to the upper room they were waiting. They did go. They went. They went out. And guess what they did? They preached everywhere. Was it just the pastors? No. Everyone. 
And I can, I, I suppose, even Mary, the mother of Jesus. She was one of the 120 at the upper room. They went everywhere. The Lord was working with them. Isn't it a privilege to know when you go, God is right by them. You know, I found out Jesus sent them, 12 disciples, and he said he sent them to everywhere he himself will go. So what that means is when you go out, Jesus really wanted to go there. He just sent you ahead of him. And as you're going, he's right behind you. Amen? And when you speak the word, he confirms. Let's read the scripture. He says, and they went out and preached everywhere. The Lord walking with them, guess what he was doing? Confirming the words that they spoke through accompanying signs. That's why I know if I preach a crusade, somebody's going to get healed. Amen. I may not know when they get healed, but they get healed. In a crusade in, uh, in, uh, in uh, a little village in Africa, there was a girl that was insane. That be, she had been insane for two years. I have the videos. God healed her instantly. Went back home. People came from everywhere to watch. I didn't even know what happened. It was months later I found out what happened. It's about him. Amen. It's about Jesus. And when we do what he calls us to do, he will be right there with us. And anything that gets in the way and makes, makes it difficult for you to go and do what God calls you to do, God will fight with that thing and kick it out of your life. Maybe some of the issues we have is because we're not listening to him and God is giving them persecution in Jerusalem so that they can go out and do what he wanted them to do. This is the, Jesus is the chief cornerstone, the stone that was, was rejected. And now, and Peter said to them, to the leaders, we're not going to listen to you. To tell us not to talk about Jesus, we're not listening to you. Because we know there is no other name that is given among men but the name of Jesus, whereby people can be saved. We know that. And you cannot shut us up. Uh, we don't need to be threatened these days before we shut up. But we really need to stand for him. And you see, it's funny. Many are called, few are chosen. The ones who take you to heart, God's found a partner. And he'll partner with you. And only him knows where he's taking you. It's really up to you. I tell you what, God is not to respect our persons. This may be your first day of coming to the church. And you heard what I was saying, to, what I'm saying today. But I'm telling you, I'm not just speaking. I believe what I'm telling you is coming from God. If you listen and you decide, even though this is my first day, even if I don't know Jesus personally, but I want him and I want God to walk with me, and you make a covenant with God today, God takes you as his covenant partner. He'll protect you. He'll take, take your life. He's going to walk with your children. He's going to walk with your family because he says, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be saved in your house. He'll take care of your house. He's telling us to go out and give life to the world. And I'm telling you as his representative here at the Ark Fellowship, 
That's our calling. And we're not apologizing. If you can't go send somebody and dream of going yourself. Yes. And let God speak to you in your dreams. Even at night. He will speak to you. You don't have to be a full-time minister. But he'll use you. If you're willing. Before the lamp of God goes out in the house of God. I will not let my lamp go out. We sing this little light of mine. I'm going to let it shine. And I used to think about that. God didn't give you a little lamp light. He gave you a big light. Amen. It's not this little light of mine. That's an insult to God. What God gives people uh, little light. So God's going to give you a light and he gave you a little light. Are you kidding? He gave you the light that can change human life. He gave you the light that can bring healing to people. Every one of you. Every one of you. I used to think it takes just a pastor to pray for the sick. I found that different. Every Christian can. You just need to teach them. I use the word experiment. You know, I, I, I was in science. I like to experiment things, you know. So I found it in the word. So let me go experiment. God, is this the way to do it? You do it and it shows up. Because the Bible says, God will not allow his word to fall to the ground. You can do it. He'll make you bold. He'll make you bold. Listen to this and I'll close with this. Pastors like to have finally and many finalists. But um, this is real finally. <laughs> okay. You can laugh all you want, but you, if you stand up here, you'll be doing exactly the same thing. I found it in all of them. That we have a lot of preachers in this church. They follow the same pattern. Finally and finally. They're all nuts. No kidding. <laughs> they criticize me and they come back here and do exactly the same thing. Okay, they don't criticize. Good, good family we have in, at the Ark Fellowship. Very good people. And I'm so glad for what God has done. And listen, he says in Matthew chapter 10, he says, and as you go, how many is going to go? As you go, preach. I like that word. Amen. As you go, do what? Did Jesus really speak that to you? Did you listen? Did he tell you where to go? As you go to your place of work, what are you supposed to do? Oh, no, 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 the boss will fire me. <laughs> you didn't listen to your boss or Jesus, right? As you go, what? Oh, you guys are real quiet today. See, you're, you're not very convinced yet, right? <laughs> Preach. Listen to what he says. And as you go, Preach. good now. We are coming alive slowly. And as you go, Preach. did I just hear that? As you go, preach. That's what Jesus said. And he cannot lie. That's what he said. As you go, preach. And then he tells you, saying, tell them. 
Your life, the kingdom of God is come. Do you want to be a part of it? You know, I tell people, I am first a Christian. That's my number one. You do anything against my Christian faith, you can be my brother from the same mother or from another mother. We're going separate place. I'm first a Christian. I'm first a Christian before I'm, a, I'm an American. First a Christian before I'm a black man. I know we talk about that a lot. I'm a first a Christian. If you believe Christian, we are together. Whether you like me or not, we are together. And you have been commanded to love me. Whether you like it or not, if you're a Christian, you have to do that. We're together. But once you go the other way, we're no longer together. We're different. As you go preach, the saying, the kingdom of God is here. The kingdom of heaven. He's at hand. He's right here with us today. That was then. He's right here. Because Jesus has been to the cross. Now I can have that kingdom of heaven. Heal the sick. Hello? How many? Did he say, pastors, heal the sick? Did he say, oh, you guys are real quiet. Did he say, some of you are thinking, does pastor really expect me to heal? Yes. I expect you to do it. Try it. You will like it. <laughs> Amen. Try it. It's like somebody from our church praying for the sick person and, and, and the person was healed. And the person said, thank you, Jesus, I'm healed. He, he said, really? <laughs> because I told them, just lay your hands. Don't worry, you can't heal a fly. Just lay your hands. Jesus will be the one to do the healing. And please don't stress. It's not you. Just healed. That's not it. Jesus said, just lay your hands, okay? It's not you. So don't start doing like you, you have some power. It's, it's not in you. He made it clear. Without me, you can do what? Nothing. And what's the meaning of nothing? There's nothing. Hello? So don't act like you are so spiritual. I laid my hands. Come on, give me a break. All you need to be, what he said. Amen. I believe what he said. He said, when you go, heal the sick. What does he say next? Cleanse lepers. And you say, really? Me? Yes, you. He says, raise the dead. Uh-oh. <laughs> Cast out demons. Really? And then he tells you, freely, you are going to receive. Is that what he says? Was he telling us the truth? So you're not doing it because you really don't believe him? Yes, Jesus, I know you were right about this. But this other part, I'm not too sure about that. You're talking to God that way? She got to receive it. You know, a pastor can, if he wants to empty his church, let him dare to pray for the dead in his church. If nothing happens, the members say, pastor is crazy. 
We're not coming back here. And if he wants his leaders to leave, do it again. <laughs> they will start emptying and there will be a lot of talk in town. We think that pastor has lost his mind. He thinks to pray for the dead all the time. But those who are desperate, they want hope. <coughs> Excuse me, guess what they do? They keep bringing the dead to him so he can empty his church. But guess what happened? Half-heartedly, pastor sees another opportunity to empty the remaining half of his church with a dead person in church. And he's going, oh, here we go again. And then he prays. And the person is raised. Guess what? All the members that have left, they all come back and boast, that's our pastor. <laughs> we have the best pastor. And we wonder, where did you live in the first place? Say to yourself, I have nothing to prove. To anybody. Just be yourself. And go do what the master said to do. He says, and the Lord walked with them, confirming their words with signs following. If you talk about salvation, he saves them. If you talk about healing, he heals them. If you talk about emotional healing, he gives that to them. He confirmed your words. Is that not that honor? God confirms your words. And you know what? You know what? I'm looking at the faces of so many good preachers here. Stand up. <laughs> it seems like a joke, but I'm very serious about this. I believe there are so many of you, some of the young people... You hear God wants to take you places. Billy Graham came from a church. Hello. When I will praise you, I stand with you. Good preachers, I want more of them here. God send me all the good preachers. Amen. I love them. Give them opportunity because we are going to reach the world. Amen. The Ark Fellowship is going to reach the world. Can you agree with me? The Bible says, if two shall agree concerning anything, let's dream together. You find out God's going to change your heart and your mind. And you're going to be drawn to the scriptures. And God's going to begin to do something with you. The Bible, Isaiah 54, says, expand the place of your tent. And where you dwell. How many are going to do that today? How many are going to do that? This is prophetic, and God's going to use you. I see a lot of great preachers coming from this place. And by the time you get so great and you are known all over the world, I'll let the world know I taught you everything you know. <laughs> oh, yes. I'll be very proud of it. How many want God to use them? It will be the whole house today. Would you lift your hands up to Him? Every one of us. Yes. Even if you don't know him, tell him, God, I want you today. I want you in my life today. We are going places, I'm telling you folks. We are going places. And God's going to use these people here. I'm looking at God, the people that God's going to use mightily. Please don't diminish what God's calling you to do. 
don't diminish that. God may change things around for your life, but don't be afraid. He did it for my wife and I. He'll change things. You'll look into the eyes of thousands from this very place. I speak it prophetically. You'll look into the eyes of thousands speaking to them in whatever voice. And God's going to be confirming what you speak. Open your heart today because Jesus is right here. This church is going someplace. This church is going somewhere. And every one of you will be used by God. Can I hear an amen? Every one of you. Don't look on your own resources. Don't look at yourself and say, well, I'm filthy. Well, that's why God needs you. He wants to cleanse you and put you out as a testimony to his name. God will do that. I pray to my God today in the name of Jesus for all of these people that I'm looking at today. Those that have been under serious condemnation. Today they are free in the name of Jesus. Lord, they will realize that you've raised them to be giants in the land. To go out and claim kingdoms. As you said in your word, ask of me and I will give you the nations for an inheritance. God, you will give the Ark Fellowship nations, nations for our inheritance. People from this place, oh God, we go around the world ministering the gospel. I dare to believe you, God. You will do that because it's your promise and your word does not return to you void. You are the great God of the universe. When you speak, the universe listens. And thank you, God, that you are speaking to your people today. Anoint them mightily with your Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. And birth in them ideas on how to reach the world for the kingdom of God. Fill them with passion today, O oh God. Let this be a new day for us, for me, and everyone that's a part of the Ark Fellowship. Yes, we are willing and we are able to go out in the name of Jesus and win the world to Christ if that's your will for our lives and we know it is your will thank you God thank you God say with me thank you God that means you believe it say with me thank you God your life's going to be changed your life's going to be transformed those things that have stood in your way in your life God's going to kick them away from your life and begin to show you something new, give you new dreams that would make you what He has created you to be. Nobody came into the world without an assignment from our Heavenly Father. You are not a nobody. God created you in His image. Don't let the devil lie to you and say you cannot speak. He did that to, to Moses and God made him one of the greatest leaders in the Old Testament. God can use you. And today is it. The Bible says now is the accepted time. Today is the day. And I need you to believe God with me. This is not about preaching. This is about the kingdom of God. It's about the kingdom of God. Let God transform your heart today. Let God bring that fire in you today again. Where you seek Him in your own place. Whether they know of it or they don't know of it, doesn't matter to you. You are seeking your God. And God will show up. What you do in secret with Him, He's going to let the world see in the open. That's what He says. When you seek Him in secret, He rewards you openly. 
So every one of you hearing my voice today, seek God in your private place. Before long, the world will hear about you because of your relationship with your God in your secret place. There's a new day has arrived. Amen. A new day is here for every one of us. If you're hearing my voice today, God appointed this day for you. It's for you. Not just for preaching. It's a new day. And God's going to use every one of us. It's my heart's desire. And the scripture says, the desires of a righteous man shall be granted. Yes, my desire is going to be granted. I'll see great ministers of God come here. You don't have to be a full-time minister. God will use you. I know that's the fear Satan gives you. Do I have to be like Pastor Goodluck? You don't have to be me. Be yourself. And follow what God's called you to do. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. There are some of us, we know, but fear, fear, fear. You know I'm talking to you. There's fear. Whatever God's calling you to do, don't be afraid. Nobody knows how to do it. It's divine work. None of us has been there before. But step out of the boat and you walk on water. Step out. Yes, everyone has sinned, but he's forgiven. Amen? And you can start a new day with him today and he'll take you somewhere. From the littlest, as Jesus says, from the least to the greatest. He's here for all of us. Amen? And God will do it. I see so many blessed people this morning. All of you are blessed. And everything that Satan has come against your family with, he's going to regret it. Amen. He is going to regret it. Because a new day has come. Can I hear amen? A new day has come. I'm not going to hold you for that. I feel free that you have received. I know that. So I bless you in Jesus' name. We are dismissed. God bless you.